0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, July 5th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I hope everybody had a fantastic 4th of July holiday. There were copious amounts of grilled meat at the Mahary household, and I have to confess, I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting going this morning. But we're going to soldier on because, hey, there are things to talk about. Gold went through some wild mood swings earlier this week. The Yellow Metal posted its biggest single-day drop in two and a half years on Monday, falling back below the $1,400 mark. Then on Tuesday, it rallied, rising 1.5% and pushing back above that key level. The gold market has been a little bit less volatile as the week has gone on. Wednesday, we saw some small gains in gold after the U.S. ADP National Employment Report for June came out. It was a solid miss to the downside. The expectation was 160,000 jobs, and it came in at 102,000. The June jobs report from the Labor Department comes out today. It'll be interesting to see how it compares with those ADP numbers. The gold price drifted downward a bit yesterday, but it was pretty quiet with U.S. markets shut down for the Independence Day celebration. As I record this podcast, gold is trading just under 14.13 per ounce. Now, you don't usually see this kind of volatility in the gold market. This is more Bitcoin's MO, which has seen some wild mood swings of its own. The crypto pushed to almost $13,000 in the last week of June. Then it plunged into the $9,000 range, and now it's back above $11,000. You see these big swings all the time in the Bitcoin market, sometimes even on a daily basis. It's not so typical in the gold market. So what happened this week? Well, the big sell-off Monday was supposedly all about the trade war. After the G20 meeting last weekend, it looks like negotiations are back on track, and everybody, I guess, decided there's going to be a deal. But here's the thing. Nothing at all actually happened. There wasn't a deal. It was just more blah, blah, blah. You know, we've seen this over and over again. One day, the trade war is almost over. The next day, it's never going to end. It's amazing to me that the market still reacts so aggressively to every little piece of trade war news, but it does. At any rate, the notion that an end to the trade spat might be in sight injected a shot of optimism into the markets. It dampened safe haven sentiment. Throw in some profit taking and you ended up with that big drop in gold prices. But the optimism was short lived and it should be. Let's get real here. Economic realities don't support optimism. The actual economic data we keep getting has been by and large negative. Central banks around the world have all pivoted back to easy money. This is not indicative of a strong economy. You don't cut rates and talk about more QE when the economy is booming. I get that the Fed is trying to maybe be proactive or preemptive. It thinks maybe it can keep the bubbles inflated, and it might for a little while. The stock markets will definitely like a rate cut, but there isn't much cutting to be done i mean it's not like the fed ever got us back to normal that seems to be the thing that's not dawned on anybody yet we're nowhere near normal and we're talking about rate cuts we're talking about quantitative easing after that money printing this is not a sign of good things to come the bond market is also flashing warning signs as gold rallied on tuesday the yield on the tenure fell again It briefly got back above 2% during Monday's rally while gold was plunging, but on Tuesday it was back below 2%. The 30-year fell as well, but not to the same extent. As Peter Schiff pointed out, the spread between the 10-year and the 30-year is actually getting wider. He said the reason it's widening is because the markets are factoring in that higher inflation that you would expect between the 10-year and the 30-year. Of course, once the markets figure out just how much inflation we're going to get, the yield curve is going to continue to steepen. We're going to continue to see that gap widen, but with overall yields rising. Right now, the markets are fixated on a weakening economy and the fact that the Fed is going to cut rates. They're not really thinking about inflation, but inflation's coming. Meanwhile, German and French 10-year bond yields hit record lows this week, both falling into sub-zero territory after comments from the European Central Bank. Globally, negatively yielding debt has surged to record levels. So on Tuesday, I think reality hit markets in the face again. Gold made those big gains. As Peter also noted, we may well see more big swings in the gold market in the near term, especially to the upside. Gold has a lot of catching up to do given how wrong the market expectations were regarding the Fed's ability to shrink its balance sheet and to normalize interest rates, and how wrong the markets are in their anticipation of where future inflation is likely going to be. But you'll also probably see some profit taking as sellers get flushed out of the market. Some people still believe there is money to be made on the short side, but I think you'll see more and more people buy and hold. More buyers are certainly coming into the market right now, and it will eventually overwhelm the sellers. So that should keep the general trend of gold upward. So as far as I'm concerned, the trade deal is really a big fat nothing burger, as the saying goes. I think even if a trade deal is announced, it won't be nearly as significant as President Trump will try to make you believe. You really need to be watching monetary policy. That's the key right now. Easy money and economic data. Here's a little perspective for you. The gold price has gone up over 11% so far this year. Silver has lagged quite a bit in this rally. I think part of that is because expectations of a slowing economy have put a drag on the white metal. Silver is much more of an industrial metal than gold, and it is more sensitive to economic factors. But at its heart, silver is also a monetary metal, and it tends to eventually follow gold up. The silver-gold ratio is still way out of whack. It's close to 93 right now. Over the last several decades, 40 to 50 to 1 has been more the norm. But we're seeing some signs of life in the silver market. Silver demand is picking up. The metal saw the largest daily ETF inflow over the past year on Wednesday at 5.55 million ounces, this according to BMO Commodities Research. It was the fifth consecutive daily gain for silver. BMO said, With gold having priced in potential rate cuts extremely quickly, we view silver as the catch-up trade at present, particularly if retail investors help lift bar and coin demand. I've been writing a lot about efforts by Russia, China, and even the EU to minimize dependence on the dollar and to create payment systems that circumvent SWIFT. On Monday, RT International invited me on to talk about it. I explained how the U.S. uses SWIFT as a foreign policy billy club and more generally how the Federal Reserve enables U.S. foreign policy. I also mentioned the fact that many central banks are buying gold. One of the things I wanted to get across is the fact that this weaponizing the dollar is risky business. The dollar is already in a precarious position. The U.S. government is over $22 trillion in debt, and that's not even the real debt. We're pivoting toward more money printing, and the economy is supposedly good. As other countries try to minimize their exposure to the dollar, it puts the green back at even greater risk. I don't think most people understand the economic warfare the U.S. engages in, but they need to. Now, you can argue it's necessary. You can argue that sanctions are an important part of U.S. foreign policy, but you also need to count the cost, and that cost could be significant. If the U.S. continues to abuse its position as the issuer of the world's reserve currency, it could find itself knocked off of that perch one day. Anyway, I'll link to that interview on the show notes page. So, how do you navigate these wild mood swings in the markets? Well, I suggest you talk to one of our Shift Gold Precious Metal specialists today. They can give you a lot more insight into what's going on and how you should play it. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160 today. These guys are a fantastic resource. I highly recommend you talk to them. I'm going to close the show this morning on a bit of a sad note. My friend Bill Green passed away very unexpectedly yesterday morning. Not too long ago, I interviewed Bill for an It's Your Dime segment. Bill was probably best known for being the so-called faithless elector who voted for Ron Paul in the 2016 Electoral College. But Bill was also a political science professor, and he was an expert in sound money. He presented a really interesting academic paper titled Ending the Federal Reserve from the Bottom Up, Reintroducing Competitive Currency by State Adherence to Article 1, Section 10. His argument was that if states actually followed the use of gold and silver as legal tender, as is actually required by the Constitution, currency competition would undermine the Fed. Bill wrote, over time, as residents of the state use both Federal Reserve notes and silver and gold coins, the fact that the coins hold their value more than the Federal Reserve notes do will lead to a reverse Gresham Law effect, where good money, gold and silver coins, will drive out bad money, Federal Reserve notes. I'll link to that paper, and I'll also link to the It's Your Dime interview I did with Bill in our show notes page. I've known Bill for many years through my work at the Tenth Amendment Center. The world has lost a very strong voice for liberty, but more than that, it's lost a genuinely good human being. May he rest in peace. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links for all of this stuff over at the show notes page. And if you're listening on YouTube, as always, we welcome your thoughts and insights into the gold market. We always love hearing from you. Thanks again, and have a great week.